Welcome to the Cruciform Podcast, Cross-Shaped Life and Ministry. My name is Perry Stepp. I'm the president of the Biblical Institute of Zagreb, Croatia, and this podcast is a production of the Biblical Institute. So what is this podcast about? Well, it's about the cruciform life. There are two controlling ideas that everything is going to revolve around. The first controlling idea is the idea of being cross-shaped, cruciform. Um, we imitate Jesus by imitating him in his death, in his, his giving up of himself. How do we live a cross-shaped life? That's what we're going to explore in this podcast. The second idea is a similar idea, and that's the idea of, of emptiness. Um, theologians call this kenosis. Uh, Jesus uh, empties himself on his way to the cross. Uh, Philippians 2.7, Paul says that, that Jesus, even though he was equal to God, did not hang on to his equality with God, but he gave that up. And the Greek verb that he uses there is kenao, he emptied himself. He gave up his rights to follow the Father's plan for bringing us salvation. So what we want to explore in this podcast is, what does it mean to live a Christian life that is cross-shaped? What does it mean to live a life that follows the example of Jesus, who, who even though he had great rights and privileges and power, he emptied himself of those things so that he could follow God's, God's plan? What does that mean for us? What does that mean for our churches? What does that mean for our discipleship? That's what we're going to talk about. This podcast will be guided by four core convictions. The first conviction is that we learn from failure. Uh, Richard Rohr is a modern Catholic writer. He is somebody who I agree with and disagree with in just about equal proportion. But when I agree with him, I really, really, really agree with him. And when I disagree with him, I really, really, really disagree with him. And sometimes that's in the same paragraph. Anyway, Richard Rohr published a book several years ago called Falling Upward, and it's a brilliant, brilliant book. And in this book, he talks about failure and how we learn from failure and how failure develops us spiritually. Um, Rohr says in the book that we learn very little from success, and successful people seldom understand their success except in a superficial way. Uh, success is not a great teacher, but failure is a master teacher, particularly when we fail with faith. And so this podcast will explore how we learn from failure. Failure with faith is the master teacher. The second core conviction is that you can't follow Jesus unless you follow him to the cross. Jesus' example to us is victory through weakness. Victory through what the world thinks of as failure. For our sakes, he became a failure in the world's eyes and an object of shame in the world's eyes and took on our shame. And now he calls us to take up our crosses and follow him. So you can't follow Jesus unless you follow him to the cross. Third, third core conviction is to follow Jesus is to empty yourself, to give up yourself, to give up your ego as he did. To pour yourself out to benefit other people. This is kenosis, which we talked about already. The idea of emptying yourself, denying your ego, denying your sinful nature. Uh, Philippians 2.7, I've quoted already. 
Though he was equal to God, he didn't demand his rights, but he emptied himself. Kenao, ekonosin actually is the, the inflected form. Uh, he, he emptied himself and became a slave. Uh, other passages uh, have this same idea. One of them is in Psalm 22, where David talks about uh, someone being crucified and all of their strength has been poured out. Uh, I also think of Second uh, Timothy 4.6, where Paul, looking back on his ministry, says to Timothy, uh, I am being poured out like a drink offering as Paul is, is facing death. This idea, I am being poured out like a drink offering is the idea, again, of emptiness, emptying yourself. Serving Jesus begins and ends with emptiness. It begins with weakness. Only as we are emptied is he able to fill us. Only when we embrace that weakness, only when we, we subjugate or kill our egos, our sinful nature, put those things to death, only when we lose ourselves in the proper way do we find him and find the grace that enables and sustains us as we try to, to be disciples and to follow him. So this is the first three core ideas. The first one is we learn through failure. The second one is you can't follow Jesus unless you follow him to the cross. The third core idea is that to follow Jesus is to empty yourself. The fourth core idea requires a bit of unpacking. And the fourth core idea is this, that triumphalism is a deadly poison for Christians. Triumphalism is a deadly poison for discipleship. It kills discipleship. It short-circuits our spiritual growth, and it destroys churches. Now, what do I mean by triumphalism? Triumphalism is an attitude that Christians sometimes have where they worship success or even, even just measure success in worldly terms. Measure success as the world defines success. So it's being more concerned with numbers, attendance, offering sizes, than you are with faithfulness. Being more concerned with, with flash and looking good than with the work of the Holy Spirit inside. Uh, being obsessed with political power is triumphalism. We think that the church should be, should be ruling. A friend of mine once said, uh, we think that the church should be ruling in Israel like King David when we should be serving in Babylon like Daniel. Uh, that's a really brilliant, brilliant line. It's a really piercing idea. Equating any ethnic expression of Christianity with the kingdom of God, as white nationalism sometimes does, um, we are the kingdom of God, and, and other expressions of Christianity are not legitimate. That's triumphalism. Any Christianity that focuses too much on success or glory in human terms, focuses on wealth and health and, and political power, focuses on numbers over faithfulness, that's triumphalism. Gordon Fee is a brilliant uh, Canadian scholar, New Testament scholar, and he wrote... Uh, triumphalist Christianity, quote, focuses on the Christian life being one of glory while neglecting that it is also to be one of suffering. And then he continues, while it is true that we are most certainly, pro that we, sorry, while it is true that we are promised glory in this life, though not the kind we may crave, we are most certainly promised suffering as well. This obviously, this obviously is not appealing to most. How much more so to those living in a highly consumeristic land? 
Nevertheless, the New Testament makes it clear that it is fully natural for believers to suffer, yet somehow the suffering aspect is either not talked about or referred to merely as a footnote in prosperity gospel teaching. Now, why am I so concerned about triumphalism? Well, triumphalism is deadly poison to churches. Triumphalism is deadly poison to discipleship. Triumphalism ruins our relationships. It makes us self-righteous. It, it makes us unable to focus on the beam in our own eyes. We try to take the speck out of our, our brother's eyes. Triumphalism makes us immune to grace. We get so caught up in our own virtue that we can't depend on our true Savior. You know, if, if I'm my own Savior by my own goodness, by my own virtue, then I don't need Jesus. Triumphalism bonds to our egos like glue. It bonds to our egos like Velcro. Our sinful nature to love triumphalism because it makes us believe our own lies. It makes us believe that we're good, that God has made us good, or that God has made us better than our neighbor who is different. Remember, the ego is deceitful above all things. Any endeavor that is built on human ego will fail. And the longer it lasts, the more people it will destroy. So, what should you expect if you listen to the podcast? Well, I expect to offer three kinds of material. First, I will offer biblical teaching that emphasizes the cross-shaped, kenotic aspects of the text. We'll talk about discipleship. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit changes us. We'll talk about relationships in the church. We'll talk a lot about church leadership. Church leadership really needs to be examined from this perspective. Second, I expect to offer discussions of current events from the evangelical world from this perspective. So we'll talk about topics like Christian nationalism, uh, the current crop of megachurch pastors who are crashing and burning, the ongoing collapse of Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, the ongoing collapse of Hillsong's New York, uh, all of these topics uh, desperately need to be examined and unpacked from a cross-shaped perspective. Third, and I'm really excited about this, I expect to offer conversations with pastors and Christian leaders about what they have learned from failure. Um, I've talked to a couple of different ministers, a couple of different pastors, uh, people who have been serving the Lord for, for decades and they're really excited about this opportunity. You know, they get opportunities sometimes to talk about their successes. But, but what have they learned from failure? Some of them have some really perceptive, deep things to tell us. If these things sound like something you'd be interested in, conversations you want to be a part of, then I hope you'll listen to Cruciform, Cross-Shaped Life and Ministry. And if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me on my email at pstepppstep at bizg.hr. pstep at bizg.hr. I look forward to hearing from you.